With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Catch all these subscribers, mate. Keep coming in. Anyway, Wade's playing around with that. Welcome back. Welcome back. And game to love, boys. Welcome back to all the current subscribers we've got. And made 400 now. Come yeah, on. on to 400. So we've got another 100 since the last one. Thanks, everybody, for subscribing. And I think it's just so cool. We're going like up like 100 subscribers each episode. Yeah. Which is the last few. It's, to be honest, since the GOAT chat, like, go check it out if you've not already. Yeah. We've actually done some good numbers on that. Like, it's just reached over 7,000 views, which is like, wow. So, yeah. Incredible. Thanks, thanks a lot for that. And because of that, we're going to actually do... We don't feel like that, that debate has really done the discussion justice. And there's so much to talk about with regards to like who is the GOAT. So we're going to do another episode with like, the statistics, yeah, breaking that. that down. And um, yeah, right. so so check it out. Yeah, we've uh, managed to get over 100 likes on that uh, video now. Just keep the likes coming on every single video. We yeah. need the likes, we need the comments. It'll just help the channel grow even faster. Yeah. And we'll, you'll get to see even more content. Yeah, um, let's set a target. So for that Djokovic one, the last one we've done. Oh, fan going the aircon's on. going on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, throwing me off. That Djokovic one, if you can get that to 100 likes, that, that would be amazing. Yeah, for sure. And that would help us so much. We've like we've got a lot planned, like a lot of exciting things. Episode so we're gonna just nine. go straight into it. Yeah. Anyway, enough of that, because they're probably all bored of this already. Yeah. Let's talk tennis. Let's crack on. So. Big news. Just coming out this week. Which one? <laughs> a lot of a lot of big news. <laughs> Did you see these comments that were uh Thrown or being thrown around in the media. I this knew week. you was going to start here, uh, and I'm glad you did actually, because I think it's something we should talk about. Novak Djokovic's dad is coming out in the media. What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Djokovic. Okay, we'll I go think, with that. Yeah, we should yeah. get his proper name up though, just so we can address it properly. Am I going to be able to pronounce it? Oh, this joke is too much. Talking about Djokovic, I, I don't know if it's down. the right pronunciation, but. Is it Sedan? Sedan Djokovic, that's the one. Sedan, Sherdan. Zerdan. Zerdan. So anyway, <laughs> about him. 
Yeah. He's, he's made comments about Federer. Yeah, he's come out saying that Federer has always been jealous of Djokovic since he burst onto the scene. And yeah, pretty much saying that he's going to surpass Federer's record easily. Yeah, so to wind this whole like sort of feud back, it's all sort of started in 2006. It yeah. started off the end forgiving him about an incident uh, between, well, him and Novak, well, between Federer and Novak many years before. Yeah, back where, in like 2006. Where he was uh, called a series of medical timeouts. And uh, I believe Federer made some harsh comments about Novak taking these timeouts just to disrupt play and saying yeah. he wasn't actually wasn't actually injured, but apparently it was something down to his breathing or he was having actually like some problems with his respiratory. Yeah, and his dad's been like in quite in full force with it, really, thinking that like Federer's just being very jealous. Yeah. And he's, well, he's always claimed, like, he's, he's not stupid, the, the guy. He's always said about how Federer's an amazing tennis player. However, he questions how much of an amazing man he is. Which, I think, I think what annoys me this whole thing is, why is the dad getting involved? I think they should just leave it for the players. I don't like it when you get see, like, start getting family members getting involved in something that's not really to do yeah, with you them. say that, and then what, how would you feel if it was your son who had 17 grand slams and yet everybody still apparently hated him because of people like Federer speaking out against him and people like, well, Rafa doesn't tend to do it so much, but mainly Federer has the major gripes with him. Yeah, I just don't like it when I see like parents sort of living in their kids' glory in terms of like, they're very much like- I don't um, think he's living in his glory. I he think he's trying is, to stick like, up for his glory. He's sticking up for him, but he's just like very, uh, a bit arrogant the way he comes across with it all. And I just well, don't think it does Djokovic I think any favours at all. I think it's just pride. I think he's just proud of his son and he's just wants his son to get the accolades that Federer and Nadal get. They seem to get all of the praise and Djokovic gets yeah, but none Djokovic has come out and said he doesn't feel like he's that hated at all. He feels very much like loved in everyone in tennis, in the world of tennis, other players. He gets respect from everywhere he, he goes. He said he's just That's not bothered he about it anymore. He's not hating on the fans for hating on him. Yeah, but just, it's, uh, a, it's only a minority. The more I think about it, it's not loads of fans you well, dislike it's him. It's not really a minority. He gets to every final and then they cheer for the other person every time. So know. it's not really like I, sort of, he's just, I don't think it warrants, he deals with it. He just, I don't think it warrants the dad getting involved and making these kind of comments. I just don't think it helps the whole situation. Because all you're going to do is create more of a divide. Well, it just means that everybody will jump on Djokovic's back more. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. think it's helping. It doesn't help at all. But I don't think that he's out of his mind for jumping in and defending his family because this is your son. Imagine that if your son was growing up mm. and you. It's like your proudest moment. You see him winning Grand Slam tennis, and then everybody's jumping on his back, saying yeah. that he's cheating, saying he doesn't deserve to be there with Federer and Nadal. When really, he could quite easily surpass them in his career. Well, though. this is what his dad's focus is on. Like he keeps coming out in interviews saying, "My son's going to be reaching these twenty Grand Slams very soon. It's going to be happening. I can't wait to see Federer." Like. You can imagine the conversation what happens behind closed doors. Yeah. Like, this is the stuff what we see. His dad is very much adamant on the fact that Djokovic is going to be surpassing Federer very soon. And then when he gets to that stage, I feel like this level of arrogance and cockiness is going to reach another level. I reckon because then no one has a leg to stand on. I reckon he's probably got a dartboard at home with Federer's face on Ping it. Doing that every night. <laughs> Wait, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, well. But yeah, we'll see how it like goes. I just feel like these comments just keep happening. I don't particularly like it. I feel like we should be talking more about the positive things Djokovic yeah. does. Like recently, the one where in the street playing with kids in Belgrave, 
brilliant moment. Yeah, that was nice to see. Nice to see that he's just part of the community back where he's from. He deserves positive uh, media attention. I just hate it when you just see the dad getting involved. But ultimately, I don't really blame the media. I blame the dad. I think he just should shut up. Well, I think he's come from. I know you're proud, though, but you can be proud in. in you can be proud in. in he's um, come from behind no, closed doors. You don't have to release it to the he world. He has the. He has a like a probably more impressive story than either of the other two from the big three because he's come from literally nothing and made everything for himself. Whereas yeah. I don't know if the same goes for the other two. Yeah. I don't know what their backgrounds are. In a rich man's sport as well. Well, yeah, it's a rich man's sport, and a guy. I think maybe because he's from Eastern Europe as well, it's. This is being viewed negatively for some reason. I don't know why, but it just ha people aren't warming to him the same way. Yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts in the comments. He just has to prove it to everybody by just playing his best tennis. That's all he ever does. So. Yeah, I prefer I prefer to see the talking more on the court rather than all this rubbish. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of annoying. I don't want to see all this. this it's unnecessary. It's yeah. unnecessary. I'm but sure everyone agrees, to be honest, as well. Like It just doesn't need to do them comments. It doesn't need though. to do it, but it's given us something to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's given us a title for yeah, the podcast. That, that, that's it. It's given us a title. Yeah. Uh, something, yeah, well, sticking with a similar theme. Have you seen other big news out? Yeah, Federer, Federer out yeah. of the French Open, out of Indiana Wells, out of a few tournaments. Out the next two tournaments. tournaments, he joins Murray on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's got a big um, knee surgery, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, very and, serious. Um, it's very much needed for him. I'm, I'm glad he's take, looking after himself because when he's getting older now, like it's, it's fundamental, like, and it's pivotal for him. He needs to take 100% care of himself because otherwise, he's not going to be able to last. <laughs> and, let's, and let's be honest. If you're going to miss one of the slams, French is probably <laughs> the one that he would yeah, probably yeah. do the worst. We, we, we was writing him off the whole time, really. So we, like, just, we don't see him having a chance. He's got, so. he's got one eye on Wimbledon, I think. He wants to grab another 100%. Wimbledon title. That's, that's where his if, mind's really at. If you at, can get it? back in time, knee surgery is no, uh, no joke, is it? So Yeah, I think he should be okay. I think they was talking about four months. So it's a bit... It's, uh, it's, it's tight. It's pushing it, isn't it? It's because you're going to have to have a few games before. You don't want to just go in straight from an injury. But no. I feel like the way Federer is... If anyone is able to do that, it's him. Do you not yeah. think? He's got enough experience and stuff to like, even if he's not been playing tennis prior, I would fancy him to, he's got enough in him to be able to just compete at the top level. Well, no one from, wants to from, see from, from, him. From nothing. Yeah, no one wants to see that type of match like him, Djokovic. No, exactly. Because it's just a one-sided affair. He can't compete with Djokovic when he's injured. Agreed, yeah. He can, just, be, he can just about do it when he's not injured. Yeah, he, yeah exactly. But like, this decade's not really been the best for Federer in terms of like, he's always been there, he's won a few bits. Well, you see the comparison but. between what, last year's Wimbledon final and then his Australian Open performance is a five-setter he takes Djokovic to there, whereas mm. this one, yeah, just The closest good. level to Djokovic at the moment is Nadal, and that's more of a discussion in terms of, I'm not talking about greatest of all time, I'm talking about in current sort of um, ability and the way they're playing on court, you'd compare them to more so than Federer at the moment in terms of like, I feel like them two are the ones challenging for the slams more than more than him. How do you think that's going to uh, affect the draw for the French now? Because you probably would have had Djokovic number one with Federer probably number three, I think it is. Yeah, you're right, yeah. But apparently I heard somewhere that if Dominic Team wins the event that's apparently playing at the moment, he can surpass that and go to number three. Yeah, he doesn't actually need to win. He just needs oh, to really? win the quarterfinals. Oh, really? That's the Rio de Janeiro wow. tournament. 
if he gets to the quarterfinals, he'll have enough points together to be able to be third seed, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Considering that this French Open's the next big thing. <laughs> Novak's <laughs> Open <laughs> it doesn't make it there because oh, you don't really want to be meeting team in the semi-finals yeah, at, at, at the French. But no, while we're talking about the Brazilian tournament, yeah, for let's, sure. Let's, go, let's have a little overview on that because it's been really exciting. It's been a lot of um, yeah, let's go a lot of news. Let's just have a look back. Yeah, well, I think one player that we were just touching on just at the end, we didn't have enough time at the last episode. Yeah. If we just uh, focus on him, the young 16-year-old, yeah. Carlos uh, Alcaraz Garcia. Brilliant. Yeah, Love so, that. and he, uh, yeah, his first ATP event, I think it's a wild card into the event, wasn't it? Yeah, but a lot of people have been anticipating this match. Like, um, he's coming he's been take He's been training with team the last few days prior to it. He's been taking photos with Federer. Yeah, he's a well, like he's not exactly a nobody come from nowhere. People have been anticipating the this match for year. a long time. Well, the last year, not this match specifically. I'm doing him playing in the ATP. But we were tr tracking him the whole of last year, and yeah. his form was unbelievable. Really, yeah, for he sure. was. Uh, yeah, he was winning challengers, ITFs, and and, and taking some big scalps of like top 100 players. He was winning already. everything. He so was winning everything, and he's just. It's not surprised that no, he's finally broke on the scene. But I think for the casual fan, if you've not heard of him before, yeah, this is his sort of coming out party. Yeah, and beating. Well, we won in the first round against yeah. Ramos. Yeah, what an ridiculous. Fortieth in the world. Yeah, that's it. People didn't see him doing that, but I did have a see. I did have a little sly sort of. Um, I did say before, didn't I? I did well, people fancy who him to knew do it. it. People who knew of him, yeah, it was definitely worth a bet on him. He was at five to one or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely sure. worth a bet. And he, yeah, he showed. See some of his shots he was playing, like a seasoned pro. And it's interesting as well because a lot of people, they reckon him to the fact that he's very much like Nadal. I think this is because he's Spanish. He's got yeah. that tan skin. He's got the look. He's a clay court player. He's yeah. got the forehand. Where he has a babble up racket. He does the spin. Very similar. However. The more I watch him, I don't see I don't see that similarity as much. And I agree, in fact, with what he said in a to some journalist in an interview after one of the matches, yeah. saying how he he feels that he's more of a Federer. He plays more like Federer. Watching his training, I think that as well. Watching his forehand, his forehand is very like Federer-esque. But do you think it's amazing how we're talking about a sixteen-year-old with like all these top names? Like yeah. this guy could really go far, right? Well, I, we were saying at the beginning of the last year, I reckon give it three or four years and he'll be challenging in the French Open probably like yeah for sure well he's a, a well it, always, it depends how he progresses but I think the way he's playing at the moment and something I want to pick out specifically about his game yeah. is his backhand it's his backhand's really, incredible yeah really like, really it's not strong. a case of um, on clay I think sometimes the backhand is a, a very important shot to get right team's got it on lock Stan Wawrinka's got it on yep. lock He's got a very, he's got a double hand, uh, two-handed backhand double -hander, yeah. that is very much. Um, he can, he can very, he's got a lot of control over it in terms of like he can position himself on the court very well with it. Yep. In terms of like, it's a lot, it's very powerful. He has a lot of power in his shots, and it's like it's um, incredible. He can hit them as age. winners, kind of thing. It's very, you don't really see that so much. A lot of the time, you're just trying to see people get it deep on court. A lot of slices. He can really hit through one. His, the depth on his shots when he was playing uh, in his match the other day, he was hitting pretty much on the baseline. Yep. Every shot, oh, he was pulling it close, but then every one he'd hit long yep. was literally touching the baseline, yeah, yeah, close yeah. to the baseline. Yeah, he's got his uh, geometrics of a court worked out in his head, like very impressive. Like, I've, I've not seen that at a player that young for a very long time. Yeah. A very long time. So it's, it's, it's going to be cool. Like, I'm really going to be interested to see how it goes. 
Another thing with him, I love his shot versatility. Yeah. Like there's certain shots where he disguises like a, uh, a drop shot. Oh, like his drop shots from fantastic the way he disguises them so you just never see it happening the players aren't even getting anywhere like, close to it they're, they're dropping back they're thinking he's going well, for another look, big corner look what he's hitting the line he's hitting the baseline with all his like ground shots so they're standing so far back to be able to return it mm. they're scampering around the baseline and then he suddenly just pops a little one over the net so he's 400th in the world right now where do you see him ending 2020 in the rankings I reckon you could see him either just outside the top 100, possibly, or just edging just inside, depending on if he gets any more ATP event wild cards. Or yeah, I personally don't see him breaking the top 100 this year. But I think he, I think he will come close, like 100, 200. Yeah. Even if it's top 200, like that's pretty impressive. Just to, he's a young guy. He's gonna progress. It's not that important to him really. His ranking at the moment. No. I think, I think the key is him just progressing, just seeing how he can do in the ATP. He's had one game. Yeah. We can't, we can't go too much on him. And like the thing is now, there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him oh, when he's playing. Sure. Everyone's gonna be want to watch him. Everyone. He's been brought to the main sort of stage now. Early. We've known him. We've known him for all, like the last, like you say, like just over a year maybe. Yeah. But a lot of people have just known about him now. So that is going to add a lot of pressure on him when he's playing. I think he's sort of used to it a little bit because if you see his, some of his challenger events, the stands are packed. Like they, they know about him in Spain. I mean, if you look at his Instagram, he already had before this match, he had 10,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. And since that match, he's got another 5,000, I think. So oh, interesting. I didn't know Doing that. all right. <laughs> yeah, he's on like 600 on Twitter, so he's not so big on no, Twitter. He's, yet, but. More, he's a young kid, mate. Likes the, pic, <laughs> likes the pics more. Doesn't want to be writing her messages. Yeah. More girls on Insta, I reckon. Probably, mate. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, so we'll see how that one progresses. But yeah, the guy's incredible. We're backing him all the way. Sad to see that he, uh, well, he actually went out in the next round to a courier. Yeah. It was uh, still an amazing match. Corey is just an incredible player on yeah, uh, on clay. Yeah. And Won a lot of their back end of last year, didn't he? Yeah, and he took him to three as well. So that was impressive still, even though he went out and it was to somebody who was just outside the top 100. Very contentious last line call, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like the fact that uh, Corey was celebrating. Bearing in mind it was like one in the morning, to, what was it, half one, yeah. two in the morning. It was quite late here uh, in the UK. So. Yeah, he... Just fell over and lied down on the court, didn't he? Like he had won, and then he challenged. Was you watching it live or? Uh, no, I caught the highlight. I uh, watched yeah, I caught it. The li- I fell asleep. Se- I started set. watching a little bit and I fell asleep. I caught the up. To, I didn't catch the third set, but yeah, I, I woke up and I was disappointed to see it lost. But to see how well he played, like up until that point, yeah, a testament to him. A lot of calls for Hawkeye now to be on clay. We'll see yeah. how that one goes. But. I don't. Uh, I don't see why it shouldn't be. Why should we have to rely on the line judge on just one surface? I see your point, but I just don't. I, I like the way it is at the moment on clay. About the whole clay. You're one of those courtsiders, I think. No, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like it. I just think it's quite. I think you are able to see more or less. You can see on the clay it makes a mark. It's not as like long as they keep their, eye, keep their eye on it, which they normally do, but then there's so many dodgy calls. It's hard to tell. Yeah, maybe I don't know. You don't want. I know a, what you mean. You don't want a grand slam being decided by it's a dodgy true, line yeah. ball, do you? And also just that, I do feel like they've got it right in tennis. Like if you look at football, VAR, they've yeah. got completely. They've 
they've messed that up altogether. Yeah, like, that's, I don't want to get on my rant on VAR football, but that <laughs> gone, is uh, abysmal. Other, yeah. It's abysmal. Like, so at Ruin. least at least tennis, I feel like that's the sport is going in the right direction with technology, and they've got technology and um, and the sport very much aligned, which other sports have failed to do. Yeah. So with that, at least we can be positive. Yeah. I don't see them d- changing that very soon, like getting Hawkeye soon, but we'll see. If there's more bad line calls. Trust me, if Nadal gets a bad land call, what cost him in the French Open, I guarantee you next year they'll have Hawkeye. Oh, for sure. But that's the last thing I'm going to say on that matter. Yeah, uh, I thought I'd bring it well, to everyone's attention. Somebody else, we thought he was just hitting a bad run of form. And then suddenly, out the gates, Attila Balazs is back. He's <laughs> <laughs> firing on all cylinders. He destroys... Funny, when you do them little intros, yeah, I have to try and think in my head. I'm thinking, what's he going to talk about now? <laughs> Attila Balazs. The Balazs were all out in force. Yeah. And then they watched him take out Montero, mate. In Was it straight sets? Uh, no, he lost the first set. Oh, he lost he it 6-1. Oh, he lost the first set 6-1. And then you just thought this is just him. He's just... It's yeah. terrible again. Considering What's he, he shouldn't really be in this tournament. He shouldn't really. He got a lucky loser spot. He lost to um, Mega. Yeah, Gianluca Mega. Mega. Very good. Very good player. But he lost, uh, I think it was 6 0, 6 1, or 6 1, 6 it 2. Was... It was a complete and utter, and like, he just smashed him off the court. And a lot of people are questioning whether he was trying that much because he kind of knew that he was able to get two lucky loser spots. So that was, um, I'm not completely sure, entirely sure how this lucky loser sort of stuff works. But for me, like, he had an, he kind of knew that he had a chance of going through without really having to play. So he tanked the match, knew that he was going to get through to the next round. So it's kind of put me off. I love Attila, yeah, but it's just made me question his don't like, integrity. Don't believe everything you read in the media. No, nah, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of true. Like, he did tank the match. Like, he didn't really care. And he was just, he just saving energy because he knew he was going to get through anyway. What's the point of winning the qualifier if you're going to qualify? It's true. It's a dead. It's a dead game. Well, then, what's the point in there? Well, they should have just given the other guy a buy through then a walkover. Yeah, I agree. I don't know. Well, then I don't know. Yeah, but then I feel like you'd be on different parts of the draw. So yeah. if you win that, then you'd be playing against someone else who wouldn't be the lucky loser spot. Yeah, but uh, sorry. Yeah, but in the fir- it was the first round that he. But he didn't get any easy pickums for the first round though. He went. He may have lost and got a lucky loser. He got. Pablo Cuevas in the first round. Yeah, though. yeah. The lucky loser would be usually <laughs> get a hard of the first yeah, time. Somebody who was incredible in the last tournament yeah. in, what was it, Buenos Aires? Yeah, yeah. And he beats him 2 0. No, the last tournament was in um was in Argentina. Yeah, yeah. In Buenos, Buenos Aires. Aires. Yeah, oh, that's what you said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in Buenos Aires. But Cuevas been playing really well recently and Attila. Well, saved his energy up, obviously. Nah, Attila's been playing well, I must admit. Like he's he, it's a very impressive win to <clears> beat him. And now um, he's uh, come past Cuevas in two sets, come past Montero in three, yep. and now he's up against uh, Pedro Martinez. Yep, they who, played twice before. He Pedro Martinez beat him the last time, and then Attila beat him the time before. He's a very good player. I like uh, Martinez. Yeah, he's it's been tricky. He's been playing well as well. He's won the last three or four matches, and he's been. I think he beat. I forget who he's beaten now, but he's beat some really top players. So well, he took it's out, not going to be an easy an, one. Took out and Andujar. Andahar, yeah. Andahar, and he's also taken out Delian as Delian, well. Delian, that's the one I was two, thinking about. Two really amazing 2 players. 1 against Delian, but Delian, I felt, should have won that game, but two that's another. Great another clay court players, though. But no, yeah, another sort of stat back in, well, mid last year, Alcaraz actually beat uh, Pedro. Twice. Martins. Was it twice as twice. well? Twice. No, that's what I mean. So 
If it have come up against him, who knows? But Alcaraz, yeah. man, I just love him. He's I feel like this. We want some more Alcaraz fans. Yeah. Is there any Alcaraz fans in the comments? Because we love him. I've saw other people do as well, and they must see like watching him on court. It just makes you infused with tennis, right? Yeah, for like, sure. It's amazing to see someone. So love young to see somebody so just challenge. I was hoping they'd get through so he could face Garen, but yeah, never mind. Maybe the next time. Yeah. Let's do a little poll on it, actually. So, I'll ask you first. How far do you think he's going to go in the French Open? What do you think he's going to just get a wild card in? I think he, I think he'll get a wild card in. Yeah. So considering he that he qualifies, which is going to be a bit of a, it's going to be a tricky one. I reckon he might get third round. Really? Yeah. Which would be a pretty cool. Yeah, that would be amazing yeah. if he got third. I think round. for him, yeah, his focus should be on the fact of just qualifying for it, just yeah. trying to get to a slam, and playing in a slam would be uh, an amazing feat. As long as he's not playing anybody too crazy in the first round but, but we say that we'd love that we say that coco goff yeah in the women's ma in the women's game she's not much older right i think she's younger is she or is she she's about the same right yeah about the same about yeah. the same there's not much in it and where did she come in the slam in the u.s what was it, was it fourth round was it yeah she's, she's been she's been consistently doing quite well in the yeah. slams even wimbledon she got to the quarters right yeah so she's that's what i'm saying so it's like it's not beyond them no. And I feel like the way he plays, if he has a but great women's game, I think there's more There's more scope for that, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think there's the players there's not so much any dominance. Mm. Like there's there's a lot of up and down. It's not so much about the serve, it's more about just how you're doing in the rallies and she's quite good at in the rallies, but quite powerful whereas there's not really a big server in the women's game really at the moment. I've seen a, well Serena obviously, but no one else who really stands out. Yeah. So, with that, you just see a lot of breaks of serve. Yeah, it's true. I agree. Um, but on that, the question I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, give to the audience is: Do you think Do you think Alcaraz can qualify for the French Open? Me personally, vote here. I think he's gonna qualify and he's gonna get to the round of 16. He's gonna shock everyone. Ooh. And what do you think? Do you reckon I he'll get through? Uh, well, you reckon? Yeah, third. you reckon he'll qualify in third round. Third round, I think. Fair enough. Just dependent. Right, so let's uh, move away from him. Uh, we've et up for quite a lot of time on uh, Alcaraz. Uh, yeah, let's move away to a bit of the women's tennis. I think we should uh, have a little discussion. There's uh, an event going on in Dubai at the moment. Stacked yeah. with top players as Yeah, well. very, very good event. Uh, probably the tie of the round yesterday, I think it was yesterday, was Simona Halep. She was up against uh, somebody I'd actually tipped to beat her, mm -hmm. which is Ons Jabeur, yep. who's been on in incredible form since, uh, well, during the Australian Open and since as yep. well. Just came up short. I thought she what an incredible match to start with. Like, well done to both women who were, who were playing. A lot of opportunities she had, didn't she? She was up, she was up a few breaks. Let's not, the, let's not talk she, she had a match point? She had, uh, yeah, she had one match point, but she saved uh, three. Oh, all right. She saved three match points. No, I think she's a very resilient player. She's from Tunisia, really good player. She's got a big following out in Tunisia. I think yeah. a lot of them, like them sort of countries, they really do get behind their sports stars, which I feel like we need. England as a country need to do more. Of. Yeah, for sure. You see, other countries they're always getting behind their own local, their own players. England's a bit divided. I think England's just more of a fan of the game. They just jumping on the bigger players a lot of the I time. I agree. Yeah. Well, well we. Without, America, without Murray, America, without, they're very patriotic. They're very behind their players. Without Murray there, though, it's just uh, there's not as much to choose from, is yeah. there? 
we've got slim pickings a little bit. We we like Evans, we like Edmund, but yeah. they're really the the picks, <laughs> the top picks. They're not we've exciting, got. are they? Well, Evans is quite exciting, but I just don't think Evans he's... Is, Evans is, but the I rest... I just don't think he's... Evans playing well at the moment, I guess. Yeah. It's too patchy, though. That's yeah. the problem. I think if he was more consistent and managed to get himself into like the top 20, then we'd have more cause for actually supporting. But we're always supporting him. Just wish you wish you'd, I don't know, do a little bit better. Yeah. But you can... Anyway, back to Ons. Back to Ons. <laughs> yeah, I thought you played an incredible match. Took the first set 6-1... Just came out the traps and just was against Hallam. Yeah, against wow. and she was just firing like shots, like hitting the lines, like on like they were hitting the baseline, left, right, pushing her all around the court, mm. and she was keeping the rallies really short, which was the key in that mm. first set. She was just hitting return winners. She was keeping them to like about three, four shots max the rallies, and that's where that's how she just. Nailed her in that first set. Yeah, I've not watched a lot of her, but I know she had a brilliant run in the Australian Open. Yeah, I remember did. her beating Contra as well quite comfortably. comfortably she's been yeah. done that a few times recently. Yeah. So yeah, she's a really top player. Her form's incredible. She's winning a lot of matches. So, and yeah, it was, it's a shame she's gone out. She showed good resilience though, because she was. It bodes she, well for her, right? Halep came back. You expected her to. And then she was 4-1 up in the last set, and you just thought, Halep's walked this now. That's my tip to win, do you remember? Yeah, that's true. And then she came back from 4-1 down, and she actually managed to take it to the tie break, which is really impressive. So she's obviously added mm. a little bit more mentally to her game, and she was hitting some amazing shots, like sure. winners on the run, like run, down yeah, the Yeah, I saw that one. That was, oh, that was amazing. Just incredible. Just, Sometimes when a player gets forced wide, though, do you not think with the momentum of running onto the shot, you can do that spectacular shot if you've got it but in it's there. over the high part of the net, and it's so dangerous to, to go for it, and then to go for it on... Executed it perfectly. Yeah, to go for it on such a like big point as well when she needed... Needed. She wasn't your pick to win from the start, was she? No, she wasn't. No. Yeah, so if we move away from there and then move over to ATP Delray Beach. Uh, that's the men's event which is going on Looks nice there. down in Delray, doesn't it? Oh, mate. Sun's out. Only we were there, not with Storm <laughs> Dennis firing at us. What's the air, We've got them all. Yeah, we've got them all, like, literally. Uh, yeah, there's just been some fantastic performances over there. My guy... Flying the flag for the US. Nakashima. Brandon Nakashima again. And Pat Cash has come out and he's been uh, singing his praises. Saying, funny enough, yeah. The funny thing is, yeah, he was favourite against Nori. Yeah, I, well, I said to you, you were dubious. He was saying, I was very dubious. I didn't, I didn't feel like I he was a favourite in that tie. I think the bookies have just got wind of him. They just know on hardcore Nakashima. You've he, been talking about him a long time. Mate, you? I just saw him all, like, all of like, from the, since the beginning of last year and he was just on my radar. He was just pulled out some like, amazing results. So, yeah, he's back again. He's taken out Vesely, who's just come off the back of uh, yeah. an ATP win That's in crazy. straight sets. Then he's taken out Nori, top 50. Can he win it? Can he win it? Uh, oh, well, he's up against Nishioka this, next. This is his right. first ATP tournament as well? Mm, I think so. I think so as well, yeah. So he's just had his. This is his first ATP tournament. Slightly older than. Uh, I think he's 18. Uh, but Interesting. Still. We're talking about a few people going into the ATP tournament. They've actually got a good shot of winning it. Yeah. Playing well. Well, Nakashima. maybe not, but this guy, for sure. Nakashima's going to. Might have his work cut out in the next round, but you never know. He's up against Nishioka, who we mm. know, like, we keep on singing his praises yeah, all day sure. long. And 
He, but he hasn't had the hardest run through. He's had uh, the well, bookies have got that one quite balanced as well. They must really fancy this Nakashima guy because to be, in his first ATP tournament, very well balanced with other ATP players who are brilliant on that surface. Yeah, right. I think it's crazy. Well, so they see something we don't see, but not that we don't like him. I just think it's crazy how everyone rates him so high. Yeah, well, they, I think that if you'd seen him play, then you'd know why. That's I saw, the to problem. be fair, I saw the one shot against Norrie, which I thought was ridiculous. It's one of the best shots in tennis I've seen this so far. Yeah. This decade, mate. <laughs> this decade. <laughs> but no, literally, like, um, Norrie's hit, has, he's smashed one down the line. Yeah. He's got there, he's just hit it a bit short. He's then done a drop shot. He's got into the drop shot. No, no, he's, he's hit one cross court. He's managed to get a short and he's at the net yeah. at Nakashima. He's then on the bounce, on the half bounce, the ball's just bounced and he's managed to get it at a complete other angle and hit a winner of the top part of the net down to the other side. Incredible. It was a shot I've never seen before. I'll get there like a little picture of the clip because it was ridiculous. It was uh, the angle. If you see, like, if you, you see the check out the highlights. Yeah, check yeah. out the highlights. That's probably the best thing. You actually see it in real time. We'll pop a we don't want to put a video because we don't want to get caught for like yeah, copyright we'll get, we'll get or pulled off stuff. YouTube. We'll try and find a link for the. Uh, yeah, video. it was. I'll, I'll, I'll get a link. I've seen it. It's, it was. It was ridiculous. It was so cool. Like amazing shot. Yeah, but yeah, he took him out. Hopefully, uh, well, we'll see how we get on against Nishioka though. Yeah, that should be uh, great. There's a couple of well, your favourite. Is uh, <laughs> playing Riley Opelka. Oh, mate. I thought he was going to talk about Sock. <laughs> no, it, it's... Uh, Sock got, went through. Sock, Sock won his first game for like three yeah, years. Yeah, another player back on the radar. He won the, the, I think he must have listened to the pod, mate, and heard you slacking him off, <laughs> saying that he was He beat the reigning champ. Albot. Albot won it yeah, last year. Yeah, he did. 50th in the world, but Albot's... I can see him retiring. I'm going to go to that extent. Like The guy is completely... He's serving at 75 miles an hour average thing. He's got mm. nothing about his game. He looks very lack of lacking confidence. Injured, he's not won a game. Is I think that is the main thing. Like, I don't want to be too much onto him. He's injured. He's not won a game in 2020. He's not come close to winning the game in 2020. Played in the AT Cup at the beginning of the year. Didn't come close to winning anything. And he's really mm. struggling. The guy. So I just can't like see where his next win's going to come. Maybe he needs a new coach or a new. Uh... Yeah. Then when we're talking about all these <clears throat> new exciting young players like them guys, I feel like. 99 times out of 100, I feel like these young guys are going to completely batter, like, batter the likes of, say, an Albot. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We'll see how it goes, but this guy doesn't look good for him. That's all I'm going to say on that. Okay, well... Because we're running out of time, so let's yeah, move away got, from Delray. Yeah, okay, we'll move away Away from, from the sunshine. Yeah, let's have a quick look at France. Quick one. Yeah. The ATP Marseille. Uh, Jules Simon, mate, he's made it all the way through to the... Is it the quarters? Yeah. Yeah, quarterfinals. Jill Simon knocked out Arjaz Badeni. Yeah, been playing well as well, Badeni. Did he be Pear? No. No, another uh, Bublik, another player who's playing well. He knocked out Pear. Really good. Uh, Somebody who might be coming back to form. Titipas. Yeah. Not beat Weimar really easily. I fancy him beating, winning that tournament. I love the relationship he has with Weimar. They played throughout their youth, you know. So there's a lot of videos of him playing him like six, seven years ago on like these random little courts. It's really interesting. They're both top players in their young, when they were young players and they're coming now on the main stage to play against each be other. Be careful, be careful because every time we say someone's going to win, they tend to go out. Yeah, no, <laughs> we've just said, I think Sitzpah's going to lose, win. So I guarantee you he's losing the next match. But yeah, anyway. But he's up against Vasek Pospisil, so that's never an easy match no, for anyone. Sure. And he knocked out Hubert Herkaz in the last round, who's, well, one of the young, supposed to be one of the young up-and-coming talents. Yeah, they're back in France again, though. 
Yeah, they seem to love it over there. Love yeah, it. They do do that though every now and then. They do a few like in the same place, back to back, back to back events. Yeah. So, but no, talking about locations, why don't we tell them the tell the fans that uh, great news what we're planning on yeah, doing? Yeah, we're planning a trip to a challenger event over in Italy. Yeah. So we're planning to get over to what was the name of the event again? Uh, Francovilla, something like that. Francovilla Almer, I believe. Yep. And uh, hope, well, we're we'll waiting. It's basically in Pescara. Line. It's a very nice place. Next, next to Pescara. Yeah. So it's going to be. Uh, it's a challenger tournament. Um, it's going to be on the clay surface. We both love that, and we're going to just see how it goes. We're going to just do like a vlog of like how, what we what we get up to. Some of the tennis. Maybe try and get some interviews with some of the players. That's we're it. just going to see how it goes, and it's going to be quite a fun sort of relaxed um, vlog. So check that out when it's out. And we're just going to cover all of that, really. It's going to hopefully it's going to be quite good content. So, and hopefully you For guys sure. will like more stuff like that rather than just us sitting in this white room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Might even put some music to it, <laughs> make it more interesting. Yeah, yeah, better than our voices. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well. As before, I don't think we've run out of time for this episode. But yeah, yeah keep we'll keep you up to date with the Should results. We just drop a name. <laughs> just drop a name. What name? Borg. Oh, right. Yeah, Beyond Borg, son. Yeah, Beyond Borg, son. Keep Played in Bergamo yeah. in a challenger. I find the whole situation a bit strange. I feel like he's there just because of his dad. I don't think he's particularly that great of a player. We'll see how it goes. You probably know more about him than we do. But we're just going to drop that out there. We thought that was quite fascinating that Beyond Borg's son's playing in the Challenger. Right, but anyway, we're going to wrap it up. Wrap so it up. just don't forget, thanks for watching if you got this far in the video. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> to the 6% yeah. of people who have got this far. Yeah. <laughs> Try and get this video to 100 likes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Don't forget we're on CastBox as well. So yeah, just like, subscribe, comment. And make sure you actually subscribe. So I know you're probably watching, not even subscribe. So <laughs> thanks for everything. We'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.